Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the intermission. This week we're talking about 2014 in review and the Oscar shortlist just came out for both visual effects and documentaries. So it stands to reason that the people who want to gather for that are the people who know how to talk about it. Myself is always T. Christie, an edity dotity edity dotity eddy guy. Hello. Uh, documentary. Wow. Host of documentality editing documentary guy guy. Hello today. Sorry. I'm, I'm low on electrolytes this morning. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. <laughs> hey. Cool. Representing both Currently working as a visual effects supervisor again. So hey. uh, who's more qualified? Than Back me? in the saddle again. How is it that I'm the most well-rested of the three here? That's, this is that's kind of crazy. Insane. That's wrong. I woke up this morning and rode my bike because I'm healthy, damn it. Oh, good. Good, yeah. man. Yeah, it's not, it's not okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not, not okay. It's, yeah, it I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to wake up before the kids to get my workout in. Uh, I'm 0 for 3 so far oh, But yeah. it's I'm, But it's the It's the intent God damn it I'm going hiking for a week Next week so Nice There you go Nice We're all just healthy as balls <laughs> Just so the healthiest yeah. You guys Healthy as so, balls If you have ball cancer yeah, So right. in case you happen <laughs> Not to know it's strong as balls. Um, anyway. The way the Basically the way the Oscars Works for many of the categories And it applies to documentaries And VFX Is that People who actually Do that part of the industry's trade In this case VFX Or you know Documentary people They pick who are all eligible to win Oscars. And then the entire group of Oscars voters picks the winner. That's why people say it's an honor to be nominated. That's because the people who nominated you are the ones who know what they're talking about and went, yeah, these are the ones that let everyone else pick from these, but these are definitely the ones to think from. And those are called shortlists. And the shortlists were just announced for all of the things that could possibly win a, uh, an Oscar in documentaries and then the VFX shortlist goes to the Bake Off where it gets whittled down further. So right? does the documentary shortlist as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, Eddie, have you been to one of those Bake Offs for the documentary stuff? It's, it's, um, do they I, just show the entire movie? How would you no, know? The, w- the way they do it is, uh, and because the, they coordinate, they coordinate through the various guilds and I get it through the editors guild, but it's, um, basically they just have screenings and they either, oh. they either send you screeners or they, uh, we do it kind of old school. We don't do the, um, we don't have, I've been to the VFX bake off with you guys before. It's not quite like that where it's like they get up and they make their pitch. Like it's the, the documentary community is, is <laughs> I went last year. A guy sold me a Floby. Yeah. yeah. The, the guy, the documentary community is, is possibly even more insular than the VFX community in the sense that it's not, they just send them out and then you just, everybody just kind of discusses it's, it's sim- It's more similar to like the blacklist than anything else. Like, Ooh. In terms of how sort of voting in Italian is done, I know that there is like a the IDA does like a couple mixer events where they sort of you know where they get the filmmakers together to talk and stuff like that. But in terms of screening, because you can't you can't really get a sense of a whole documentary filmmaker's uh, sensibility or technique just from. And that's not to say that you can in VFX, but you can get a clear picture out of like selected 10 minutes of VFX and sort of 10 right. minutes of sequences from a film. Yeah. So because it's just it's a weird thing to summarize. Yeah. Like they don't do that for like the writers get the writer guild. They don't do that. You know, they don't <laughs> best paragraph in a sentence. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> holy shit. The commas in this were amazing. Yeah. You know? Someone just shows the best monologue. Aaron Sorkin yeah. wins every year, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, let's uh, let's start with the VFX just because I have it in front of me. So the 10 films that have been shortlisted and they'll get whittled down to whatever number they get whittled down to. I think I've seen all of these. Holy shit. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Godzilla, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hobbit 2. Is that three? Yeah, Hobbit 3. Wait, did Hobbit 3 already come out? No, nope. it's about Hobbit, to come out. Several of these haven't come it's out. It's going to come out in a week. Yeah. So it's going to it's going to squeak I in under like, the I deadline. I swear to God, I would have known. <laughs> Same thing with uh, Night of the Museum. Oh, okay. So, Interstellar, Museum. Maleficent, Night of the Museum 3 or 5 or whatever. Way to go, Ben and... Thomas Transformers Age of Extinction which I think is four and X-Men Days of Future Past which is simultaneously like number five and number negative two so there you go Uh, all these are going to get whittled down and I guess there's going to be down to seven is it seven yeah 
cool. Have you guys seen all these movies? I haven't seen obviously well, some, seen of them, the ones some of them can't out. be seen yet. Yeah, uh, uh, the general public. I haven't seen Interstellar because I'm that guy. Uh, <laughs> Interstellar, has Interstellar, Interstellar has some pretty stuff in it. Well, I'm sure it does, but my wife is terrified of space, so it's like I have to like <laughs> wow. pick my shots as to like. Oh yeah, no, that's the one to avoid. Yeah, in that case, um, that and gravity. Well, are. I I want to start by saying okay, I'm I'm pretty miffed that there's a notable omission on this list. Uh, Saving Christmas. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. right. Edge of Goddamn Tomorrow. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, it's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like, silly. Edge of Goddamn over seriously. Well, over, Noah at the museum. I mean, come on. What about Noah though? Noah had some good shit in it too. Was Noah it? this year? Noah was this year. I think okay. Yeah, Noah. I think was I, actually people were talking about it as a contender. I think I think Noah also would deserve a spot. I mean, I'd put it. Not that all of these aren't you know great in their way. I, I will say I kind of cut off the uh, you know who's seen what. I have not seen Maleficent or Night at the Museum because that's not out yet. Or Transformers because hell with that. Right. Um, or X Men because hell with that. Um, but I've seen, I, and actually, just to have this conversation last night, I finally saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is like, yep, good, strong work. Yeah, very it's good nice. Stuff that um, Love that movie. So yeah, it's a, it's a strong list, but uh, you know, and it's always a. a you know, I mean, again, it's a crapshoot, and there's politics and everything else. Mm-hmm. But Edge of Tomorrow, I mean, Jesus, come on! Edge that that belongs in the conversation, yeah. definitely. And especially, and and we know the trailer trailer effects are not necessarily finished effects, but the trailer I've seen for Night at the Museum is like, wow, Sci-Fi Channel's got a new movie coming out. So um, <laughs> that's not pretty looking uh, effects compared to some of the others on this list or Edge of Tomorrow. So. Am I the only one who's seen Maleficent? Yeah, uh, yes, you are. I I enjoyed Although it. Although everyone <laughs> in the world, has no, seen I, it. I I enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely you know they definitely open up that world. It's they keep it sort of the entire look not just the VF, the VFX aspect has that storybook uh fantasy quality to it where it's it's not it's not quite real um you know there's like minotaurs and shit and a lot of fairies and you know they the uh, there's just a lot of like they definitely go beyond if you look at like the sleeping beauty story they go beyond sort of what the world that sleeping beauty established into something much grander uh the wing effects when maleficent has wings before she gets generally mutilated i mean be winged um that it because that entire movie is just like I, i'm i think drew mcweeney at hiffix like nailed it he's like how is this how is disney releasing a family film that is an allegory for general mutilation like it's just it's insane like <laughs> well they did release 101 dalmatians <laughs> that's true true which is a story of how of spaying and neutering yeah, is really important exactly but um but no it's uh the, the effects i thought were good um it was if I could make an allegory, I would say like Young Sherlock Holmes, like in terms of like okay. place in its. That's, that feels right. Yeah. yeah, like in terms of like uh and how they designed it, and also in it like relevant to the other films of its year. I would say Maleficent is kind of like the Young Sherlock Holmes of this year, where it's like, oh, you did some things there, but it's not. Yeah. It's not like it's not going to knock you on your ass. Honestly, I mean, I'm looking at this list. And I, I think Interstellar gets it for a couple of reasons. I agree yeah. with Snail in the chat who says it has model ships, True. so yeah. lock. So de- I agree that it's definitely going through. But it also has like everything else on this list has great stuff in it, but it's all stuff that I think we've largely seen that. We've seen these movies before. Yeah. And Interstellar has that sort of half prestige, half new art sort of quality to the effects that yeah. people tend to go gaga definitely, for. You know, they, the things they, they they say they look for, and this is again, this is the, forget a nomination, the winner is going to be whoever most people right. in the Academy in general saw Interstellar. Um, or think is the most famous. Interstellar. Uh, yeah, Interstellar. Although Guardians of the Galaxy, but, Guardians but, of the Galaxy yeah, is, Guardians is, but, is actually the, the far and away the winner in the, in the box office on this one. So, um, it's it, what they say they look for is yes a mix of 
practical. They still want to see practical effects in there. Models, miniatures, real fire, real explosions, real water, whatever. Um, and you know, not just all digital. And and they want to see. You know, if you if you can say no one's ever done X before, that's a great point in your favor for right. obvious reasons. Um, and then beyond that, it's like, well, if you can just be the best example of X this year, and I think, for example, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is probably the best character work that we've seen. Yeah. In uh, on a grand scale, Guardians of the Galaxy having plenty as well, but not on such a, a huge scale. Um, so, so that's kind of the criteria. And, and, uh, so yeah, some of these movies are like, kind of like just sort of to round out the, the field. Although, yeah. What, what again, other movies would, came I, out this year? Yeah. I'd be like, Edge, Edge of Tomorrow, you guys, what the hell? What the hell? Well, Edge of Tomorrow, remind me. Edge of Tomorrow has everything, you know, it has plenty of practical, it had plenty of digital, it has character work, it yeah. has hard body work, it has, it has, you know, atmosphere it has, work. it has a lot of, uh, has a lot of like physical things breaking. Yeah, it's beautiful, nice. beautiful work, and and it's all beautiful stuff, and it all supports the story. And uh, you know, as opposed to nominating Transformers again, I, I'm going to take real exception to this because I I I actually saw God help me, I actually saw Transformers: Age of Extinction. I hate watching. That's the one. It. With, like, that's, I, that's the one with the dinosaurs, right? Yeah, I I, I hate I hate watching <laughs> that's that the one where they're all so vampires. hard. That sentence was so awful. There's Transformers: that, The Age of That's the one with the dinosaurs, right? right. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Dinobots, yeah, yeah but, which they don't even like. Holy they shit. don't even call them by their. It's like I mean, if you're gonna there's there's an uncanny valley of fan service there it's almost like it's kind of like almost like um the transformers treatment to its like core fans like the ones who grew up watching it it's almost like it's it's the smoke the pack thing it's like oh you want dinosaurs here <laughs> yeah. 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 Really? You know? like it's it's so like oh oh you like you like di- okay here 20 minutes of them they're giant and they breathe fire and like they're not d- yeah. whatever we don't get it's i mean but not only that the visual effects work i was baffled by in this one like i and, and granted i'm not the visual effects guy at this couch here but there's a if you've has anybody else seen it am i the only one okay <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm, i want to be there with you but go there, yeah, there, yeah well, this, this is how it like directly relates the plot because i think you've seen the others you know that you know that basically it the visual effects work amounts to they gave an artist a square inch of the transformers and said, here, do whatever you can in this one inch, and everybody's doing something different, because on any given Transformer's face, <laughs> it is, it's patchwork, because it's like, it's, it's like they're, they have parts in their face moving in different directions, and you can't even tell half the time. Uh, the best analogy I've heard is watching Transformers fight in the movies is like watching someone kick a drum kit down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, I don't know what's happening. Like it, and in this one, they have a plot thing where um, they've figured out the metal that the Transformers are made out of called, and I swear to fucking God, this is true, <laughs> Transforminium. Um, and so they basically make drones. They basically they dissect and cannibalize all these Transformers and make their own. They make Galvatron, which is from the body of Megatron. And the way they get them to transform, it's like the visual effects artist just said, I don't give a fuck anymore. Because the way they transform, the things disintegrate, float into a cloud, and then reform into a robot. And it's like, Okay, okay. I that's that's certainly a choice. I can imagine. I can imagine that being a very huge save the time saving. Yeah, thing. that's like the T one thousand of Transformers. That's, now. that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like, and it like spirals and it reforms and they and it's like it's almost like hey, it's so easy. We'll do it fifty times in a scene, and and they do. And um, Bamf. and outside of that, I don't know anything else in that movie that had not been done before. So when I think of glaring omissions like Noah and Edge of Tomorrow, I'm like. And as hey, as much as I love Captain America: The Winter Soldier, I'm kind of surprised it's on the list. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind I, of. I don't like, recall. Well. I don't recall what was going on in Captain America. That's there's a guy with wings in it. 
Oh, yeah, oh, the Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, Falcon. An- and wow. another one of those flying helicarrier deals. That yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. few of those, and they crash and go boom, bang. And, yeah. And um, my, my favorite. It's, it's like, like you got to kind of, you got to do at least one Marvel movie. It's like, so yeah. it's like, all right, like, like last year was Thor, whichever, you know, Thor, one million, whichever one that was. And it was uh-huh. like, you know, yeah, thanks for showing up. But the, no. I think gonna, the poll for Guardians of the Galaxy, it has, it has the, if it goes through, which, you know, it's not a deadlock, but if it gets through into the main. I think it the, should. The entire myself. Oscar people, it'll have two polls on it. One is that it's a movie that everyone saw, so it's you know yeah. everyone will be like, oh yeah, I saw that, I like that one. That's that's the winner. And also, it it does have a different look to it. I mean, yeah, it's I think it's very it, I think very it colorful and cool and poppy. Yeah, I think it gets through because of its stylistic choices. Aesthetic, yeah, it's aesthetic, which you didn't see in in you know, and the, and the effects very much you know played into it. Add add to that, and I think that's I think it's great. I I just recently you know it's on it's available now. Um, I actually did uh, purchase it from iTunes. Oh my god, um, and uh, watched it, and I was like, yeah, I still don't understand a goddamn thing that's going on in that movie. This, oh, in Captain America? No, uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, there's there's lots of people in makeup who are all pissed off at each other at various right. times for various reasons. <laughs> Colorful anger and fun, whimsy. <laughs> Songs, Col- colorful, boom, 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 anger and fun, and sword fighting and explodes. But it and had, 80s music, it, yeah, exactly. cherry bomb, and, and, and cherry yeah, bomb, and come on, freaking 80s music, which I love. Um, but it has a comic sensibility to it's it. Just it's just yeah, it's, it's fun. fun, and even you know, I don't care what's happening. No one cares what's happening. It's just fun. It's the best sequel to Buckaroo Banzai we never got. It absolutely is, yeah. uh, or even Star Wars. You know, so uh, the, the Star Wars comparisons are not a hundred percent, but there are some apt ones you can make. Um, so, and now we should point out, by the way, that again. In, until just a couple of years ago, the the shortlist was seven and the finalist was Five. three. Three? Yeah. Oh, it was, shit. It was three. Um, so it was more like, you know, wow, okay, so it was a tight, you know, a really tight cut at the end. Now it's the shortlist is ten and the finalist is seven. So it's more like which three right, of you... Who three sucks? Yeah, which three of you weren't quite good enough to, to make this last little cut? So it's... it's Musical really, chairs with too many chairs. Exactly. It's got a kind of a kind of a sad little vibe Where they, to it. The music stops, they kick open the doors like, anybody? And they yeah. just... Come on like, in. Yeah. They, just, they just pants three Not movies. Not so fast, Godzilla. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I I'm kind of curious. I that. just I, I had I don't mood. remember again I remember Godzilla being a Godzilla movie where yeah, there was yeah, Godzilla yeah. and I've seen a lot of those. Oh, there was also the second critter. Remember the second critter? The weird. There was a yeah. another one that was running across the country. That was yeah. Cool. But it's like yeah. okay. Yeah, so I, recall, yeah, I don't recall it, anything. Nifty. More skyscraper porn if you like that sort of thing. But uh, um, I just the I, effects artists are my people. I, I'm totally on board. It was beautiful effects. Yeah. It's just you know which ones stand out, which ones get the get the nom. I, I keep coming back to Interstellar. Yeah, I, I mean, think there's, I there's think, just some weird, I think hard, pretty yeah. shit going on. Interstellar's, I, I nothing's a lock as you said, but uh, uh, I think Interstellar's definitely, you know, I mean, Nolan, anything Nolan does. I mean, Inception one, I believe, uh, it's here for visual effects, as I recall. Which it's a fair um, and should and should have, yeah, and you I know, think, iconic, you know, and it was a good blend of stuff and. And uh, you know, Interstellar I think is uh, is is beautiful stuff, and 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 it's again, it has that. In addition to being a movie that everyone saw, and also being really pretty VFX that are also like we invented a physics sim to do a black hole, you guys. Oh, cool, you win. Also, <laughs> yeah, right. it has that <laughs> all art, the things. It has that art film vibe. It has that what dreams may come sort of yeah, thing. I mean, and, like, and yeah, I mean, I feel pretty and smart. The visual effects branch loves it when they get to do something classy, like yeah. you know, what dreams the, may. You know, come the reel is going to be like just like ten minutes of beautiful classical music yeah, and shots like, of impossible. Vistas. Almost like watching the two thousand and one reel if there had been one <laughs> yeah. at some point. You know. Like oh my god! Look at the beautiful. Were you? Were I'm you actually looking forward to seeing it at the uh, Bake Off, assuming I can get there this year. Quick question, actually, was um was uh the fountain was that shortlisted one year or I have I, to I don't I can't re- imagine it wasn't. I don't recall it being shortlisted because 
I've been to every Bake Off, and I don't think I've ever seen a frame of the fountain. So yeah. I, I, it's possible though. It's possible that I'm just not remembering the the reel of it. But if so, right. I don't remember a single frame of the reel of it that I would have seen. I remember years ago when it like was in the hype leading up to the release of it. I they discussed the the effects that they got to make the backplates of like what of him traveling through time or through you know the outer reaches of space they got that effect by it was two plates of glass with liquid and different colored sand yeah it, it was like macro photography and then they ran a current mm. through or it. micro they ran they ran a, they ran a current through it and it like created this like sort of like yeah this effect yeah, and that was my that fluids. was my screensaver for about five years mm-hmm. um so and i was always and it's always wondered like does a practical effect like that being used as a basic backplate does like does does that sort of thing where it's just oh that's creative shit does does that kind of it, get, it get, does especially if you know that's what the that's what the at the bake-off the visual effects bake-off is that's that's what the guy is supposed to get or gal although it never has been in 15 years right. um to my knowledge um but someday uh guy or gal who gets up at first to say does a five-minute pitch to go Here's the thing, because, again, just it, for those of you who haven't heard our interminable VFX Bake Off episodes that we always do, Woo! you don't, they don't show before or after, they don't show any, like, like your demo reel is much more explicit than the Visual Effects Bake Off reels. The Visual Effects Bake Off reels, you just show finished shots. Mm-hmm. So often, you know, the person will get up there and go, now look at that shot of, you know, this happening, bear in mind that what actually was shot was blah de blah Right, right. So, or like, yeah, we, you just showed Tom Hanks sitting at a table for 15 minutes. Like, Tom Hanks isn't real. Yeah. Oh! Tom Hanks isn't real, oh, and, the, and the table okay. was actually in China the whole time. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they they point out things to to bear in mind. So, so yes, yeah, so the thing, like, they would probably say something like that. Sometimes they say it just to kind of, like, please understand that we didn't do it all with the computers. Like, Thor last year famously said, we did lots of practical effects, and at one shot, Thor ran through something that was actually on fire. He ran past a, a piece of rubble <laughs> that had some fire on it and I was like oh look practical fire yeah no but does that cl- try again does that I know that would be that to me that's more stunt work than anything else that's not like I don't know that's well this practical effect I mean there's a lot of crossover in that but sure. stunt, stunt work since it doesn't have its own category uh, stunt work Bullshit. kind of falls falls under this category yeah. um you know, it's like, yeah, if you have if you say, yes, we put 500 extras in a water tank and drop that off of Mount Everest, then, yeah, that's, you know, that's that would count. That would be a thing. And I'd like, I would pay to see that, by the way. I was going to say, but, that's, uh, that's, that's the only way I can get hard. <laughs> <laughs> Make you, me feel and, something. And if you were Howard Hughes, you would you, look, I want 500. Uh, How long for a reset? So. Uh, so, yeah. So Interstellar, um, you know, Interstellar, I'm sure they will say, you know, I'm sure they will hit the model thing hard. Oh yeah, um, and they're also going to hit the the physics thing and the whole. Yeah. We had scientists come out and everyone's like, "Holy shit, that's is accretion disk and everything that's close," and it's pretty. I mean, it's just got you you know put that up with the goddamn Zimmer music and the organ yeah. and the Takata, and it's going to be p- perfect. It'll work. And uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I think, is just. I mean, I was watching it last night. I watched it for the first time. Um, my reaction to it was like, "My God, this is you know, there's half, <laughs> half this movie, half this movie is empty shots of sets. If, if even those sets were real half the time, right. <laughs> yes. you know, it's like God, I just remembered. Is good that, Lord? Is that the one that has the at the end? There's a monkey on like a motorcycle with a machine gun, <laughs> He's like, nah, like, yeah. like jumping out of an explosion. And like well, there's a lot of that. I don't remember motorcycles. Horses, certainly lots of horses. Lots of horses. Horse with, yeah. a, with like a rifle. Yeah, I mean, oh, come man. on. No, I love that movie. I was just, yeah. I just remembered laughing in the theater at that moment, and I'm just, oh, 
It just came back to me. Yeah, it's actually it's. But a, there's beautiful stuff. Beautiful I think it's a solid stuff. movie. I think I think it. Uh, you know the the ending is it's like ooh the ending was like eh, not quite there in terms of how things got resolved. Things were a little too pat. I was hoping there'd be one little extra juice thing, but that's a story thing. Visual effects wise, it's just crazy, just amazingly good. And um, yeah, I agree. And I think and I think as a character thing, other than the the small amount, you know, the focused and specific and and. You know, nice Guardians of the Galaxy digi- digital humans and creatures we had. Um, Rocket and Groot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, more on that in a sec. But uh, but I think Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is kind of our far and away our creature movie choice of this year, and yeah. I think it gets through on that. I agree. I, I, I yeah, I was. I was if really, not Godzilla, which it wouldn't be. So yeah, there are so, there are so many like scenes in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes where you're just. Um, it's very. I mean, it's so cliche to say a suspension of disbelief, but it really does. You, I mean, yeah. every single, not even just Caesar and and uh, the, like the the main apes, as it were, but even sort of just the. I was really impressed with like the background chimps. Like they all yeah. seem to have all, a that's lot. That's a great band name. The background, the background chimps. chimps. The background chimps. <laughs> they all have like checkered board ties. <laughs> <laughs> They're little matching outfits. I can't imagine what's going on in Night at the Museum's Secret of the Tomb. I'm going to see if there's a trailer the, the, for that. Oh, the trailer, is, the trailer is not very impressive. The trailer oh, was no. like, it's like, it's not only the trailer is not impressive, but the movie itself is not impressive uh, from the trailer. Which because one? Night at the Museum uh, 3. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's, I just looked at this trailer and I'm like, wow, this is just sort of like, this is one of those typical studio like okay well, what's good well that British that fat British girl who's in everything she Wilson, yeah. get her and you know and and you know and we'll have whatever stars are slumming this month who need to you know make their mortgage payments we'll get them to play historical figures Ben Kingsley who suddenly remembered he could be funny yeah like, uh, between that and Iron Man 3 I'm like oh yeah. and then you know, Robin. Robin Williams who then yeah. committed suicide enough said and uh, <laughs> you know and oh, we're not Pom- saying there's a link people. Pompeii's in this that might be cool yeah and you know and then blah 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 Eventually, Steve Coogan. Okay, that's a different trailer than I saw. The other trailer had the, some dinosaur skeleton animation. No, there's, there's, there's really, a little bit. There's a little really, bit, yeah. really unimpressive. Really unimpressive. You know, a trailer is good when you're just randomly clicking on the mouse in different points. Yeah, in the just trailer. sort of looking at it. just just trying to feel something like you know. Yeah, just, just trying to. Just, I want to feel something. To, so I've never. I I confess just, I have not seen any nights at the museum. Yeah, me uh, neither. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, but uh, they're you know, fine. Yeah, I know they're perfectly yeah, okay. Um, they are movies, as the authors will tell you in the book they wrote about it. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, we made money. What do you want from us? So, oh, uh, yeah, because that's uh that's um, Thomas Tom Lennon, Lennon and Ben yeah. Garant. God yeah. bless him. So, Writing movies for. For and profit. Yes. <laughs> so um, I just, I just, you know, I'm, we'll see a reel and then we'll see what's in that, you know, and, and uh, but uh, I just, I'm not feeling it right now. And that's not just because I haven't seen the movie, but like from the trailer, I'm just like, okay, okay yeah. what's new? What's interesting? What's different? What's It's anything? a movie that also happened. Yeah. It's a, it, Days of Future Past had some cool shit in it. It, it did. It had the, like they lifted the whole, the stadium and flew it over the city and then dropped it. That's something. I remember that. Oh, and there was also the slow-mo guy. Well, and just Mystique in general. You can, I mean, there's a lot of. Well, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. There's just Mystique. In it. Are and you confusing this movie with the fappening? <laughs> That's a different <laughs> yeah, thing, Eddie. That's a different thing that happened. And there's all, no, there's also the slow mo guy running around in the room and oh, kicking everyone's yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah. and that was a cool, badass scene that everyone liked when they saw it. Yeah, there's a lot of good like showstoppy. It'll it'll play well scenes. Yeah, I mean, there's. I recall I, I, that's the funnest scene in the movie. Yeah, so that is the funnest scene in the movie. There's, I mean, but again, it's like outside of those couple sequences. What in there are you? I mean, mm. Magneto, I guess. But that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of practical effects. There's a lot of wire pulls on that yeah. one. Um, you yeah. know, in terms of like Magneto yanking shit around, I think they did move. And I mean, Wolverine anytime has you know 
the, the they did the bone claws this time out and yeah i guess i mean you know it's kind of tough to say it's like again we've seen it all done so many times before and it, it's i don't know you know they loaded enough money into the money cannon and shot it at our faces and <laughs> yeah really and, no and i haven't seen i mean obviously i haven't seen anything from battle of five armies yet but i saw drew's review and he was like you know what Fuck it, he pulled it off. It's fine. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's gonna. Be, so I think, I'm sure I think it's kind of it's effectively the the yeah. you know the return of the king. It's like yeah, just give it, just give it to an yeah, nomination. I, yeah. I can't imagine it. I mean, then again, Star Wars. I mean, it happened with Revenge of the Sith, where it's like we were waiting for the entire trilogy. Like, just give them one. Yeah. Duh, and, and then, then they didn't. Yeah, that was kind of a shocker. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was a well, weird okay, year. weird. That was a weird year. Yeah, I'm looking at this list, and the ones that. I mean, I haven't seen Maleficent, so I can't speak to it. But the one I'm, I'm reading it is Captain America, Maleficent, and Night of the Museum don't go through. They do seem to be kind of the poor relations. Although I think and Transformers I think, is more of the same too. Well, trans- I, I don't see Transformers making a pass. This well, way. but you have to uh, you have to take into account the politics, which is a large block of the <coughs> voting block that will pick the final seven out of this. Um, our I- ILM is obviously represents a lot of those people. Oh uh, yeah, sure. And you know, so ILM movies kind of get a little extra bump, you might imagine. So you know, as much as the rest of us might go, eh, Transformers. There might there might be five hundred people right. in the audience going, I worked really damn hard on Transformers. God damn it, check. In the chat room, uh, snail just pitched a movie that green light i want a copy on my <laughs> oh, desk God. by monday night at the holocaust museum <laughs> oh yeah night at the museum of tolerance they, 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 they turn off the lights and roll down the chain and that's, then what wow. happens at night will blow that's your like a, that's like a twilight zone episode like one of the like <laughs> awesome twilight zone episodes that they don't show very often for real in, in amsterdam great. the darkest thing that's, that's, that's ever happened wow in amsterdam i visited the museum of torture i can only imagine oh that shit coming to yeah, life. That's some serious business. Oh, the heretic chair is after me. Oh no. Oh no. The Iron Maiden. Okay, I can see. see so I can see Transformers getting the the ILM scoot. I think it. I think it might just because it always kind of does. I mean, you know, and, and the field is not universally strong across the board to where there's it's going to get edged out. Like there's, it could probably yeah. like, based on what you're saying, it could probably sneak its way past Guardians, for instance. Yeah. For, well, I don't think it'll you know, sneak past Guardians because Guardians, I but believe, Captain America, believe is also past. ILM, I think, yeah. but uh, maybe not. But uh, Guardians, I think Guardians is on its own merits gets in i think hobbit being just the freaking hobbit gets in uh interstellar is Duh. in um so then transformers and planet and the, dawn of the planet of the apes i hope yeah is in and the rest monkeys. of the field is like you know whatever none, yeah. none of them are gonna win it it's, doesn't it's matter weird. who it's cares weird. it's like oil and water it's, there's a there's a very clear like half of these are yeah and half of them are like eh. so it's actually a question of which two or three will get in where it's like hey okay way to go you guys yeah. is really the question so yeah, that's so that's my that's my we can we can do this twice now because we can do the short list to the to, to the final and then we can do the final to the winner. Um, the winner is kind of hard to pick between. It's probably Interstellar, but it could be Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, um, yeah, I'm put I'm putting it on Interstellar. Yeah. I, I think Interstellar. I think enough people probably because they want the classy. It gets the classy. Yeah, vibe. I can just imagine. Yeah, because I mean it'll, it'll get through. It'll get through the actual shortlisting process of the Bake Off easily. Yeah, better. Because you, you can totally appeal to everybody in that room. Uh, you can make VFX artists feel like they're cool and fancy and doing art. Uh, old guys will like it. There's models all over it. It's pretty. They there's a ton shit. of practical. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of classy. Practical. It's cool. It's a classy And thing, then yeah. once it gets into the main pack, everyone saw it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, that, that's what I, but that's I, said, where I said. It goes head to head with Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, which two totally different movies, yeah. more different movies you couldn't really find, which is great. I mean, that makes for an ex- exciting horse race, you know. And the out of work yeah. actor is like, well, I like Groot, and you know, yeah, oh, I like <laughs> which, cake. Yeah, I like cake. So, uh, so yeah, so that's that would be my pick. Is like, okay, I say Dawn of the Planet of the Air, and this is without going to the Bake Off, and right. you know, which where anything can happen because yeah. someone could totally blow the presentation. It's, it's in January, yeah. Uh, yes, okay. very early in January. Yeah. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, 
Hobbit, Interstellar. That's it. Those are my. Those are. Those are your deadlocks. Those are in, and everything else is like, who cares? It's, yeah. It's it's mix and match. I agree with that. I, I mean, I mean, who, what the fuck does my opinion account for? But like, compared <laughs> to you guys who actually work in the field, I, I would say, I mean, Guardians, Interstellar, Hobbit. Um, I could see Godzilla sneaking in there. I think we might be forgetting like a huge set piece and Dawn. I mean, yeah. I th- well, no, Godzilla had nothing but massive. Yeah, I just set pieces, and I think um, I, I think people may just be impressed by the scale of it. So I, I could see Godzilla sneaking in there somewhere. I don't know what it takes place of, but I think the locks to get nominations are Dawn, Guardians, Hobbit, Interstellar, and then anything after that is just sort of you know drop a knife in the middle of the rest of them and say finish it <laughs> yeah exactly um, and make it quick make having it tryouts quick. Yeah. these are just, 10 movies and the word of appears on this list seven times yeah. <laughs> twice in one movie illuminati <laughs> um so but speaking of, i would love just someone to accept an award and just say oh and thank you for the illuminati i really i really appreciate yeah. everything you've done for me and just watch the internet eat its own head <laughs> yeah and there's actually nine thes which the, the Hobbit, <laughs> the Battle of the Five Armies, has the. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know why we're doing this. Now, if that was a category, most can, most of thes in a list. Can you come up with like an algorithm to see like like yes. based on the number of ofs you which have, is going to win? Which is going to win for that? I don't know. Yeah. All right, Eddie, you ready to switch over to the documentary? Let's stack? do it. Yeah, yeah. So look at these. Right. So let's just, I'll read through them real quick. Art and Craft, mm-hmm. the case against eight Citizen Coke. Yep. Citizen Four, Finding Vivian Meyer, the Internet's own boy, Jordowski's Jordowski's Dune. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. The Kill Team, The Last Days in Vietnam, Life Itself, <laughs> The Overnighters, The Salt of the Earth, <laughs> Tales of the Grim Sleeper, and Virunga. This totally <laughs> trounced our ofs and thes. That was that, amazing. That, that reads like the most depressing Netflix queue of all time. Uh, some of these, some, some of these are not on Netflix, but I mean, like Life Itself is on. Uh, some of these are. I've, some of these you can watch now. I haven't seen Life Itself, yet, and I, I want to see. We'll, Life we'll get to that in a sec because I, right. I have some. Uh, that's, the, that's the only one I can really speak to. We can, Eddie, I'll, I can just. Anything, I, but I can but just, Eddie's the documentary man here, so I can kind of just go down the list and kind of let you know. Um, about half of these I've seen and the rest I've just sort of heard about and have talked to people about. We'll just go ahead and go down the list in order. Art of Craft, I actually want to see. Um, it is, I forget the, um, I, I believe his name is, it's about a guy, I believe his name is Brian Landis, but he's an older gentleman and he his entire job is to travel Mark, around the world. Mark Landis, maybe? Oh, Mark Landis, yeah, you're right. right. Mark Landis and his entire job is to go, is to travel the world and to, uh, find fake art to basically just which I think could be a lot of fun. I, I actually I, want to see that. Yeah, no, it looks it's it sounds like it's a lot of fun. I think um, the direct it's a co-directed movie. One of the directors on that, I believe, is um, the director of King Corn, oh, okay. uh, which was a good documentary, which was about it was more a slightly more political film about ethanol and, and you know, how corn is used for um, all sorts of nefarious. Yeah, Sam Coleman did. Uh, if a tree falls and he did the house I live in, which was like a really, that was like a big Sundance darling a few years back, but King corn and he co-directed it with this girl, uh, Jennifer Grousman who did pressure cooker and three backyards, some kind of smaller films. Um, I actually had three directors, believe it or not. And Mark <laughs> Becker, who did oh there you go he edited he was the editor on Lost Boys of Sudan which was oh, uh, that's a famous one yeah. that's a very famous one um, from a few years back so it has a really good uh, pedigree behind it um, but yeah it's it, it looks interesting that I I do I do remember seeing some footage from it a while back it looked good it kind of like. Uh, 
if I could compare it tonally, I would almost kind of compare it to Mr. Death in terms of okay. like, um, just like, you know, it, it's a lot of the big thing this year seems to be biopics. There's just a lot of biopictures on it. And that's kind of what this is about. This is sort of, uh, I would say it's actually, I would say it's kind of like halfway between Mr. Death and, uh, one of last year's nominees, Cutie and the Boxer, which is on Netflix now, which I'd, I would recommend. Uh, just like a, a character say. The next one, uh, Case Against Eight, uh, a couple of first time directors. This was on HBO famously. This one has actually aired a few times. Um, and it's, it basically focuses in on, uh, it's it's basically a, a Supreme Court repeal case against Proposition 8, uh, which was the proposition banning gay marriage in California back in 2008. And this was the first Supreme Court case that, um, you know, that tried to contest that. And it ultimately fails. Like, it, it doesn't quite get there, but it does sort of help ignite the wave of momentum uh, against it uh, or, you know, to, to basically uh, uh, allow a lot of what you're seeing of, uh, you know, Eventually, California would get rid of its gay marriage ban, partially because of this. Most famously, the uh, the the two lawyers who came together to take this case, one was a conservative, one was a Democrat, and they just found common ground in just the unconstitutionality of the law. Hmm. Um, the thing about this movie is that it's not universally beloved by those in the gay community, um, or 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 not. There is, if I, I mean, Andrew Sullivan has written about this a lot. Um, because the movie does the, the two filmmakers who made this film, it, they're young filmmakers and this was their first feature documentary. And so, and they were embedded so closely with the subjects of this and they wanted to tell their story. And as a result, they sort of lacked the scope of the struggle for, they made a movie about marriage. trees and not about a forest pretty much. And because like what the problem is, is that people have been advocating for gay marriage for a very long time. And the way the, f- and Nuh-uh. I have, and I have seen the film and the film kind of makes it seem like nobody ever, uh, nobody ever suggested uh, okay. the idea for gay marriage up until this case. Okay, so and in like, reality, the U five seven one, it's like actually the British also helped win the war. Right. Exactly. Or it's like, yeah. but and Andrew Sullivan is like waving his hand. Um, excuse me. When I was, when I was the editor of, in chief of the new Republic, I wrote a cover story saying the conservative case for gay marriage. Like he's like, and it's not about me. He's like, there were many of us in the early eighties saying we need to have gay marriage. Like this is, we need it just for any kind of equality. So the, while this movie does, I've seen it. It does a great job of telling the story of a very personal story of like these two women, uh, who are in love and just want their, who just want their, um, you know, their, their, their rights to be represented in the country they live in. And a lot of the hard work involved in this case, it, didn't quite cast it in terms of like the proper context. So that is, that's just something you can't keep in mind. That said, if you have HBO or an HBO go subscription, or if you're one of the 30 people who has my password, um, <laughs> Oh, is it on HBO? It's go on right HBO now? go. Okay. You can go watch it right now. If you, if you are so inclined citizen co exactly what it sounds like. It is a, a examination of the co brothers, which it's, you know, we have to get like three hardcore political documentaries, Every year, without a doubt, uh, in the short list. That's just the way it is. Um, Citizen Four. This I is, can't wait to see that. I still this is that the one. Edward Snowden documentary. I actually listened to a couple episodes of like the treatment with Elvis Mitchell with the director of this. Uh, the making you could do a documentary about the making of this film, and if you watch the trailer of it, you can go watch the trailer for it right now. It's basically saying like, look, if you, it's Edward Snowden in email saying to her, look encrypted email because uh, you actually see the encryption code like on a DOS screen it's like if you pursue to tell my story every cell phone tower you pass every uh, email you send every ticket you buy every anything you do will become observed by a part of the system that has infinite power and zero checks 
That's cool. <laughs> and he's cool. like, and uh, <laughs> click yes to accept. <laughs> exactly. Just talk, like, about so, some, talk about terms of service. Shit, wow, this is getting really intense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the worst <laughs> iTunes to US of all time. We thought the human sent iPad was bad. Uh, yeah, and, and he's Mr. Universe. And he called and he says, signed by Citizen Four. Uh, I have seen the film. Uh, it is exceptional, and I have uh, it's it's likely to win. There's there's two other films that are likely to win this year and I'll and I'll get to those um but that it, it's an immense film and uh I the director's name is escaping me she did a spectacular job but uh the uh, as big of a character as um as Edward Snowden is Glenn Greenwald and a large part of the movie is not just them traveling and making it past customs and oh my god am I going to be detained and thrown into a box for the rest of my life uh it's um it's Glenn and Edward working together uh, just saying, like, okay, what should we release? When? Um, what? Like, how? How are we going to do this? I don't want to kill anybody. You know, I don't want. I don't want things I leak right. to cause direct harm. How? It's a lot of things. The big thing I was struck by most in the film is just how fucking normal Edward. Is. He's one of us. Like, he's just a dude. He's just a guy who's just like I. I can't not say anything anymore. I've got to be. I've got to. I've got to say something. And then, uh, and through all of this, this geopolitical thriller, it's essentially, if, if there's a documentary version of the born identity without all the Kung Fu, wow. it'd be this. And somehow in the middle of all this, it weaves this beautiful love story between him and his fiance in there and just how Damn. unwaveringly supportful she is. It's, it's an immense film and it's a, cool. it's a huge announcement. I just hope. Uh, the director doesn't get in any car accidents in the next 10 years. Yeah, really. uh, which that would, that would never happen. They, yeah. yeah, no. Because, I, which, you know, again, um, so moving down the list, uh, Finding Vivian Meyer, exactly what it is, biopic about Vivian Meyer. If that's your sort of thing, great. Um, I'm assuming it's the same with, the, with, the, with the internet's uh, own she boy. Was like, she was an, I believe she was an artist. I haven't, I saw a trailer. I kind of forgot it. it. Not to say anything bad about the film. I just, I know extraordinarily little about it. Uh, the internet's own boy, Aaron Schwartz. The, Aaron Schwartz the, the dark side of the Snowden yeah, story. Yeah, exactly. And that's the direct reference I was making with the car crash there. Because um, he, I mean, he, you know, Aaron Schwartz obviously killed himself after sort of be, essentially having the internet like his government essentially turned on him. He was indicted on all sorts of stupid charges and he just was like, fuck it. Uh, but this was, uh, this played at Sundance this last year and it was, uh, and I think South by, and it, it did. It, a lot of people were really talking positively about it. I haven't, I haven't had the chance to see it or see too much on it, but the people I've talked to have said it's, it's really, really solid. Now, uh, one, I know <laughs> both of you have seen Jodorowsky's yes. Dune. Yes. So which certainly works as a documentary just because I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't recall. It's one of those ones where I don't recall the documentary form being you know molded into some new way or just, i just but the topic itself is crazy fascinating yeah totally um so it's just kind of like well you told the story of that i think um does that mean it's a great documentary that deserves an uh, oscar nomination i'm not sure i, I think um, it does i mean i think it's 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 fun and it's i mean the again it's this is the, people kind of have this association that documentaries <laughs> have to be about deep heavy depressing shit and no they don't no they, they don't at fun. all but i'm just saying yeah. that i again it's one of those things where it's like i i feel like I enjoyed the documentary because I enjoyed the topic, and exactly. there was, there's nothing about the making. Not the, not the, the making of the documentary didn't ruin the topic for me, as right. a, you know, a badly made documentary could do. But uh, you know, I was like, well, this is just this crazy dude 
you know, and in the end, I go, thank God that didn't happen because that would have been the worst movie of all <laughs> right. time. Right. Wow. Right. But uh, just hearing this guy rant about the movie he was going to make is is entertaining as hell. So Jodorowsky is a fascinating dude. Uh, and it, I, there's actually a, a Twitter account, Jodorowsky in English. Uh, and it's just all it's like it's just a <laughs> translation of all of his stuff. Of all of his stuff. Yeah. And it's great. And it's and he's a fat. And if you don't. If you call yourself a fan of film and you're not familiar with uh, Jodorowsky, uh, I, I smack you. Uh, yeah. But he's you don't have to. You don't, like, you don't have to have seen any of his stuff. No, but <laughs> you, like, you know can who he is. Watch like watch like a film and you you get it. Trust yeah. me. I mean you. But like he's he's made some he's made some torn some touchstones of, of cinema in the last fifty years and you owe it to yourself to see it. And the and the documentary was good. Did you see this one, Teague? Jodorowsky's doing. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Yet. Oh shit, it's it's, it's good. It pl- yeah. please it's, yeah. It'll just blow your mind in terms of like wow. It's one of those things like, you know, it's, go it's, get him, fella. It's like this right. yeah, it's like one of those stories about like, you know, hey, you know who was almost cast in Casablanca? This is like the biggest one of those <laughs> ever. Like, you know what the movie Dune almost would have been? <laughs> yeah. You think David Lynch did weird shit with Dune? You should right. have seen what this guy was going to do. David me- Lynch's Dune is the most mainstream hacky yeah, bullshit exactly. compared to Jodorowsky's Dune. That's yeah, exactly he, what it is. I, like, I think I think Herbert I think Herbert Selby would have like looked at the design of this and gone uh dude tone it down a bit like just yeah. just 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 bring it down a bit uh moving along to keep on keeping on it's I haven't seen it I know it's first time filmmakers and I know it's uh apparently good yeah Got nominated. It, it's a guy named Al Hicks who's the director and he does this uh he does a it's this 23 year old blind piano prodigy named Justin Coughlin and it's him navigating the jazz world as a a blind dude and all these like famous jazz people and it's got like Quincy Jones in it all just basically being impressed with them um feel good music docs i mean you yeah. got to get like oh, yeah. you got to get at least kids, one in the short kids list. overcoming adversity to to be musicians that's a, yeah. a solid solid oscar contender for documentary and always. and i think it's i think it's going to Inner make, city kids take a math test twice. Yes, yeah. exactly. I think it's. I think it's. A, I think it's a. I actually think it's a lock for nomination, uh, because that's. That's. I. I don't even. I don't have to know the film to know. I know the fucking academy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like I know Buena Vista Social Club. I know Keep Searching for Sugar Man. I know Twenty Feet from Stardom beat out Active Killing last year. So yeah. there. There are no wor- rules. Black is white and white is black and up is down and and this is the world we live <laughs> in. Inner city so kids being musicians in <laughs> exactly. So it. So yeah. It's it's a. And he's blind. And he's. Blind. Oh, and he's oh. I know. Um, but I know that I know that that's and that's the only music doc on here. So I think. Um, wow. So you sort of what you're saying is you sort of wanly encourage it. And what you're trying to say is keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Hey, there you go. That, Pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to do um, with my life. Five, I can now die. Kill was, Team is interesting. Kill Team did the festival circuit last year 2013 i believe it played sundance and a few others um it's similar to Virunga, and it's going to be similar to citizen four actually but it's basically about a private in uh the, Af- the afghanistan war who basically says hey my platoon is committing war crimes and help mm-hmm. and no one comes to his help and he does something very drastic and that's about all i know i just know that it's very gritty it has cool. a lot of like verite footage in it and stuff like that i'll bet you that's a good it's probably solid it sounds like it's the kind of movie that would be very good. yeah it, it, it sounds it sounds pretty solid um last days of vietnam i know nothing about uh it's about the korean war eddie <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm i i moxie firecracker not familiar with the production company not familiar with the directors good name though good name moving right along to a film <laughs> that i think two people on this couch backed on indiegogo yeah uh life itself yeah, the i think i did back actually. it i still haven't seen it though uh no, it was indiegogo actually it was for the finishing oh, that's right. it was, yeah. it was it, i think they may have done both but yeah it's uh 
it's, but yeah, it's it's one of the best documentary filmmakers of all time, and certainly of this age. Steve James, director of Hoop Dreams, Stevie, uh, The Interrupters, and Head Head uh, Head Games, and now he's doing a biopicture on a man who he owes his career to, uh, yes. Roger Ebert. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and Trey, I'll just kick that. It's to interesting you. how it, it it folds in on that. That it's kind of fascinating that it started by Steve James, you know, sort of going talking about how. You know, he, Hoop Dreams and, and Ebert being such a champion of Hoop Dreams yeah. and really getting it out there and getting the word out there about this documentary. And they become, you know, sort of friends, acquaintances. They're least. Chicago buddies. Yeah, Chicago buds and all that. And then when, uh, you know, then uh, there was sort of a joking, I think as I recall, there was sort of a joking thing like, yeah, well, if anyone's ever going to do my biopic, it's going to be you, man. And, mm-hmm. and so then that's sort of, wow. well, I'm dying, so maybe we should get that started. And uh, so it was just, it's sort of like basically it started it starts with you know, Ebert going yeah I'm dealing with all this stuff and uh, you know if we want to make a documentary about it let's do it and just uh, all I say is don't whitewash it you know show me for what I am and boy does he and wow uh, yeah first of all if you want to see like the, the physical decline of of Roger Ebert it's quite shocking uh, it's it, it's a it's a bit graphic and it's a bit because I mean yeah. the turtleneck comes off and they do this yeah, um, like, they do this cleaning thing which is um, exactly. not easy to watch watching him uh, have breakfast is not exactly a pleasant experience either and right. but it's 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 basically it's a it's a retrospective it, it you know it's it's got a nice form to it where it's it's a retrospective of his whole life it's basically you know here's here's Ebert's entire life um, interspersed with and here he is today you know what's going on right now with his illness and his, and and so on. So it's you know it's got this sort of back and forth structure, um, <laughs> which separates you know I think is is as we've said is is a good way to to make a documentary a stronger film. Is like well, it's one thing you could have made a perfectly fascinating film about here's Roger Ebert's life, pretty awesome, right? Um, the and yes, yeah. as as opposed to you know having an ongoing story that's also sort of supporting that. You know that that the film it's also about, which is about the modern day. You know uh, what what Ebert is dealing with right now. Um, my weird personal connection to the to the movie. Um, Full disclosure. Yeah, yeah. Is that <laughs> are um, you Roger Ebert? No, is that uh, Stephen Stanton, uh, actor friend of mine from uh, was uh, that I know from used to work with in visual effects when he was uh, worked at Tippett Studio together and now is a, a very uh, uh, well-known and successful voiceover guy, um, is the voice of Roger Ebert in most of this movie. Yep. Yep. Um, because Roger Ebert, of course, didn't have a voice when this movie was being made. So, huh. so um, a lot How of cool the, is that? A lot of the time, uh, you know, when he's saying, when I was in Chicago, I was uh, we're teamed with Gene Siskel, and we would, that's actually Stephen Stanton wow. doing, a, uh, doing a, a, an Ebert impression. A pretty good one. Um, yeah, it's really good. It. It's like it's I, really I can hear it because I knew it was him from the moment I you know, I knew it was him before I ever saw the movie. So I can hear Steve in it, but I think a lot of people don't 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 register that, um, which is great. So yeah, he's good doing for him. That sounds cool. He's doing a uh, a sound alike. Uh, uh, a lot of times, the Ebert narration is not Ebert; it's actually Stephen Stanton, and he's credited. It's not a secret or anything. Yeah. It's it's in there. He's. Um, and basically, he's reading um, Ebert's autobiography. So it's yeah. it's Ebert's words. He's not; they're not making up a script for him. It's it's his actual biography. But uh, Steve is actually the one reading the. Re- and then I was team with Gene Siskel, and uh, and it's got and it's and it's a very entertaining movie. It's you know it's amazing. It's a it's an unflinching look at you know what illness is like and mm-hmm. you know really you know living with long-term you know really devastating illness with it's, a fucking amazing wife by the way yeah it's like by the way yes yeah, it's, it's certainly and also as many people said it's really a love story it's about yeah. him and his him and his amazing wife um who now is you know the one who carries the banner for the the ebert uh, legacy but um but it also it, it it does i will say just for if 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 what you want is the 
what was it really like with Gene Sisko? What was that really all about? It, it goes into that in, in great detail. That's sure. really fun. And, and yes, there are the famous outtakes where they just <laughs> hate each other and, and just <laughs> dig at each other. All that's in there. So, so go and enjoy. Uh, Man, I can't wait to watch that. It's it's so it's available now. You can go. It's been available. It's, it's all, the I, IT, yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's on iTunes. iTunes at the very least. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely on iTunes, and you can rent that uh, as well. And Steve James, um, goddamn the guy! Like he every five years, every ten years, however often he makes a film, he just he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something new, and he does it, and he knocks it out of the park every time because Hoop Dreams is not like Stevie, which is not like Head Games, which is not like the Interrupters. Interrupters, by the way, I. I I still get pissed at the Academy for not giving that a nomination because that was outstanding. That's on Netflix streaming right now if you want to watch that. What uh, was that about? The Interrupters is about a group in Chicago on the South Side, like the heart of violence on the South Side. They're a group. They're a they're a local community group made up primarily of former gangbangers, former felons, and all they do is just walk the streets. And the idea is like, look, we're not. We don't want to try. Like people try to like give you know kind of give these kids therapy before they commit crimes so they stay off the clean path and a lot of times or we try to bust them after they've done something wrong they go at the flashpoint when they see something about to pop off and they zoom in wow. and they fucking stop it they get right in the middle nice. of wow. something right like right before guns are about to draw they run headfirst in there they the interrupters just, they interrupt they just interrupt and wow. they just and there's this one woman in there who just she is amazing and she's uh she's one of the main characters throughout the film and she just gets in there and she's like she just screams at these dudes these hard hard motherfuckers and she just screams in their face and like and he's like do you want this for this shot let me just it's amazing and think about your future think think about about your future yeah and just crazy and to send and to send a camera crew in the middle of all of this and then we're gonna tape what yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? and, then, and a lot of times, and the best part is, is that because these people are formerly of the street themselves, they they know all of the quiet signals that nobody else does. They can see like when people are just sitting there brooding and they like that, that like cops wouldn't would just normally harass them about. They, they go into and just be like, what's about to happen? What the fuck? Calm it the fuck down. And wow. it's it's super compelling. That's anyway, cool. I want to see that one. All right. Uh, the Overnighters. <laughs> um before I get into the Overnighters, uh, Draft House Films, which is releasing this, they also released uh, Active Killing last year. Uh, it's it's the Alamo Draft House in in Austin and soon to be oh, LA wow. in San Francisco. Tim League, it's his distribution. It came about when he at the Alamo Draft House screened a film called Four Lions, which if you've never seen that, it's not a documentary; it's a regular film. It's hysterical. It is a comedy about four suicide bombers, and it is <laughs> fucking hysterical. And he knew he's like this film is so good, nobody else is going to even touch it. Yeah. Screw it. I'll form a, a releasing company to just to distribute it because nobody else is going to. And since then. And he's done. He's taken that exact same philosophy to all the films they've released, including Active Killing last year, uh, The Look of Silence, which is a sequel, which is coming out soon, and then this, The Overnighters. It is one of the most compelling documentaries I've ever seen. Uh, long story short, there is a town in North Dakota that has a very recent uh, oil boom. They've just oh, I guess we got oil here, and as a result, throughout the parched you know, unemployed Northwest or, you know, North Midwest area. People are by truck, by train, by car. They're just coming. They're going, we heard there's work. We need work. And 
the town that's that that is surrounding this area is does not have the infrastructure of hotels and of anything else to provide support to these people. So these people are literally just sleeping in their cars, otherwise waiting for day day labor, essentially on the oil fields because they've been out of work themselves so long. They're desperate to feed their families, yada yada. They're like the, modern day Okies. It's, it's pretty much it's it's totally of, modern day Okies. Instead of picking fruit, they're there to they're there for oil. oil. Exactly, it's totally Okies and like and and I'm glad you brought that up because what's past this prologue and the and the middle of all this is this pastor at a Lutheran church who's like shit okay uh, time to practice what I preach and I am my brother's keeper and here we go uh, you guys can sleep on the floor in my church you guys can I will provide food stay the night stay the week stay the month do what you need to do pay me back when you can pay me back what you can if at all uh, but I'm here for you and the town as this happens when you get a bunch of poor unemployed stressful people in a small community there's naturally going to be conflict uh, and as a result, the town is like saying, get these people the fuck out of here. And in the middle of this is this one Lutheran pastor who's just like, I, I, I'm not going to turn them away. And I don't want to say anything beyond that. This film, you're going to hear a lot about this film in the next month or so. It is immense. Uh, it's going to make a lot of top 10 lists, not just of docs, but of films of this year. Cool. Um, and it's the overnighters, the overnighters. It is uh there's shades of D.A. Pennebaker and Chris Hegedus. They're the filmmakers beyond yeah. like the War Room and Startup and all this other stuff. But if you give them really good visuals, uh, you get like a sense of the style of the Overnighters. Uh, it's it's just sun bleached and crushed and um, man, it's it's in there through the thick of it. And it's uh, the trailer is available now. Go see it. Can't recommend it enough. Is it is it out or where, where it's, it's going to be? It? It's it's not really out yet. It's festival for right now, and then my hope is is that if you're, I think it's it's definitely if you're in Austin or in like like that that Texas area. I know it's screened at the um, at the Draft House a few times. I know a couple art houses have played it. I think Cinefamily is going to show it pretty soon oh, if cool. they haven't there already. Uh, here in Los Angeles, Cinefamily, which or the New Bev is like it's like our mecca of like. Mm-hmm. of like good film watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't recommend that enough. And uh, the rest I know nothing about. So <laughs> salt yeah. of the earth. Tales I don't know of about. Sleeper is, a, is about a serial killer. I believe. I believe. Yeah, I believe uh, you're absolutely right about that. The so, last three movies on the list are the salt of the earth, tales of the grim sleeper and Virunga. I believe Virunga. And I'm going to verify this now. Uh, if Virunga is what I'm thinking of, it is, it is the, Oh no, this is actually Virunga's. Oh no, here we go. Virunga is actually available on Netflix now. I believe it is a Netflix original documentary mm. uh, and it is a ba- um, yeah it's won a bunch of awards already yeah it's already on I believe it's already on Netflix uh, th- yeah and, and this is one executive produced by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio it's uh, the fight to save um, oh the rhinos the, the rhinos in Africa okay I just yeah. yeah it is on Netflix I just saw they were they were trying to make me watch it yesterday yeah no it's, <laughs> it's yeah it's yeah. about uh, it, it's about that and Lily Hammer it's man. about it's yeah. about war <laughs> yeah. yeah give it up Lily Hammer's and, not happening and uh, Muscle Shoals and yeah. uh, no this is about there's basically in the Congo there's a civil war uh, erupting in violence but it's also uh, it, it's about um yeah, it's it's basically how the war affects nature and the people as well, and like how the animals get kind of caught in the middle. No, it's actually uh, I saw the trailer; it's good. Uh, I was thinking it was the se- there's a movie that's a sequel to Restrepo that's coming out soon mm. that basically follows the same group that's in Restrepo, but that's not on here. That's not here. Nor there. T- t- scroll down this page that we're looking at because it says I want to see the notable omissions it talks about here. <laughs> this is hysterical. Notable omissions: Dinesh D'Souza's America. Imagine the, the world, world without, without her. her. It's a it's a total political polemic by Dinesh D'Souza, who's I almost worked on that movie. Currently, what was the high, highest earning documentary? Highest earning documentary year. Year because they do. Sure, the, you remember about they six, do the eight church ago when I was like, do you want to do some graphics for a thing? Yeah, yeah. some sort of a documentary. I don't know. 
That was that the was one. It. Wow. It was, it was that. Wow. I didn't find out until after. I was like, oh. Wow. That's oh, crazy. I'm glad I was busy. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, go on. Um, no, but it's Glenn yeah. Stritch. Oh, there's one about Glenn Campbell that I'm the Glenn Campbell. About. One, the uh, the Supermensch, the uh, the Legend of Shep Gordon, which is a documentary directed by Mike Myers. Actually, that played at South by this year. Uh, Elaine Stritch, shoot me, which is ex- I mean, it's Elaine Stritch. It's her biopic. Um, Glenn Ca- the Glenn Campbell pick, which God, who directed that? Someone I know of directed that, and I forget who. But, I'm uh, curious to see that one. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty good. Um, and from what I understand, from people I've talked to. Uh, but it's uh, it's gotten good reviews. James Keach. James Keach. Uh, maybe Keech. not. I was as in, as in Stacy's brother? As in... Uh, maybe not. Um, prrr, yep, Stacy Keach. Yeah. <laughs> Younger brother, Stacy yeah. Keach. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And he, Internet. And, boom. And that's yeah. and it's not his first. It's not his first time at the dance. Uh, he's he's done shit before. Um, but yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's again. That's yeah. So when they limit this down, how much do they limit it down? In the, yeah. What's the final list? I think they go to eight, and then they go to five. Um, well, then you just start from the top and work your way down. That it's going to have. I can tell you, it's going to be this. It's going to be case against eight. One. Uh, it's going to be citizen four. Two. Uh, it's going to be life itself. Three. And it's going to be overnighters. Four. And I'll and say. Probably, probably Virunga. Did you say Dune? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think Jodorowsky's Dune is going to make it. Okay. I think it's going to be Virunga, and I think it's going to be uh, probably keep on keeping on. Okay, right. yeah, this, I think it's, I think that's the, I think that's going to be the final. Five. The documentary category is is a definite resting place for what. William Goldman calls the medicinal movies. It's like, yes. okay, what do what do people need to know about? It's like, okay, but you know, we have fun, guys. But seriously, yeah, it's, it's very like, important. The rhinos. So, so yeah, it's just because of the nature of the thing. Yeah, the case against state. I don't even have to. Is, is it about gay marriage? It's in. It's boom. In. Yeah, done. And then we have the inner city kids. Blind. Done. Boom. Right. <laughs> Guy who told us our movies were great. You're in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Guy, love exactly. Letter, love yeah. letter to movies themselves. In. Boom. You the, know, because do- we like to blow our own horn at the same time. The documentary category, like the the ones that get nominated, are one have the effect one of two effects one at the end of it happy tear cry like oh my god the person who's been through so much is now doing a thing searching for sugar man uh buena vista social club uh uh, we were king when we were kings the muhammad ali george foreman doc um or you're in tears on your phone donating to a charity (laughs) yeah like it's one of of those two that's why i say varunga is in there that's why i'm saying varunga varunga is totally in there so so sight unseen varunga and, and varunga might steal it only so people can see Leonardo DiCaprio taking the mic with the Oscar yeah. saying, please donate text this to this and yeah. you'll feel better about yourself. White people buy, a, it's tote, not, buy a tote bag. And yeah. it's not, and you know, and it's, it's not politically, you're not going to step on any toes by going, save the rhinos y'all. Right. Yeah. Like, as opposed to, you know, uh, gay marriage is a little divisive still, you know, flyover country might not like us giving one to that, but right. Uh, well, but then, but then again, I mean, we also had, um, this is also one that's given Oscars to, uh, uh, Michael Moore for bowling for Columbine and the heart, of yeah. 9-11 what pushback. happened to Michael Moore what happened to him after Sicko he's out he did Sicko and then he did uh, capitalism a love story yeah and then he's been kind of chilling ever since then he's been he's I'm sure he's got stuff uh, I know he's got he like a TV show for he did, a while he's just, yeah like, he's he's, he's he'll always be stuff. busy I think he produced another doc I'll have to look into that yeah. and I th- and he still always still wants to keep doing scripted so I mean he's always trying to work that angle he's done scripted before he directed Canadian Bacon with uh, are you was, shitting me yeah that was John I didn't Candy's, know that yeah it was yeah. John Candy's last film he directed Canadian I didn't Bacon. know Michael Moore directed Canadian Bacon oh yeah right after Roger and me they gave him they like hey do you want to do a script he's like yeah and then he he did a pass on the script of Canadian Bacon did that one and it kind of went eh, at the box office and they're like yeah watch stick to he didn't even do a documentary after that for a while he did he wrote a book 
And then he did a doc called The Big One, which is basically about promoting that book. And then also had some stuff with Nike and some other shit. I actually like The Big One. I think it's one of his better films. And then after that one, famously, was uh, Bowling for Columbine. Huh. So, all right. Fun. Oh, and his TV show in between all just, that. Uh, and then uh, real quickly, we could talk about this just because it's, it's topical at sure. the moment. Um, the makeup, the makeup shortlist has not been announced yet. Um, it, it will be within hours if it hasn't already been right because it's it's time y'all to uh, to do that right we're recording this at the you know this point where they're about to uh you know the bake-offs begin as of as of uh in the next couple of weeks but um so i just since he came up i uh, i texted my friend uh bill who is probably a pretty strong contender for being a nominee or at least being on the shortlist this year for uh fox catcher if nothing else and uh, so I, I, I texted him. I was like, well, he'll know. I was like, hey, has the makeup shortlist been announced yet? He texts back, not yet. Um, the, the, that meeting is uh, next Saturday. The meeting to, 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 oh, okay. the, is, huh. to, to do the makeup shortlist is... Uh, uh, Bill's get, over there working on that Star Wars movie. Yeah, Bill just got back, <laughs> Bill just got back from working on that Star Wars movie, and we'll talk about that some other time. I, I Painting do, some I not do. dead onto Harrison Ford, making yeah, him look exactly. like a young man. But, uh, but anyway, it's just because uh, Eddie brought it up, uh, Eddie has seen Foxcatcher. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Foxcatcher. It's not in general release yet, um, but it has been a limited release for, for eligibility. Um, and I, I, so I texted him and Eddie, this is just for your benefit. I said, my buddy, the martial artist says Foxcatcher has the best cauliflower ear he's ever seen. That's true. And Bill says, your buddy has good taste. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's legit. There's, there's so many bad ways to do cauliflower ear. And it's, it's not only is it just good and on its own, but I'm very familiar with the Schultz brothers and he made it look like their ears. Like it was, and not just their ears, yeah. but their ears during that time. And there's a, di- there's a scene at the very end of Foxcatcher where, you know, uh, not spoiling anything, but where, uh, Mark Schultz is, or Dave Schultz, no, Mark Schultz, the younger one. Mark Schultz is the one where Steve Carell is scary, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and his makeup is great, too, because if you've yeah. ever seen John DuPont in real life, there's a there's a weight difference, but holy shit, does the face look like yeah. John DuPont. And when you you don't see Steve Carell in this person no. yeah. on, ca- no. on camera. Partially because of Steve Carell's work and, and his, his cadence and his diction and the stuttering problem and like the stammering, but also because of the makeup, the nose is perfect. But uh, they change the ears over time because your ears get more fucked up over time. And by the time uh, Dave or uh, by the time uh, Dave Schultz or Mark Schultz is doing MMA, uh, his ears are more fucked up. It's just great. It's just, and there's, I have a lot to say about the film. We'll do another one before we go, before we wrap up the doc thing. I remembered tales of the grim sleeper. I knew sounded familiar. I didn't realize it is a, uh, Nick Broomfeld doc and Dick Broomfeld famously did Eileen portrait of a serial killer, ah. Kurt and Courtney, Chris, uh, Biggie and Tupac, um, I have mixed feelings on him as a filmmaker, but the story is actually an interesting one. It's about this guy, Lonnie something. He is the one of the few inner city serial killers who for 20 years mm. stalked inner city women uh, and just murdered them in their sleep. And it, it, it's one of the few times because that's always the joke. Only white people are serial killers. This is one of the few times of a of, of an African-American serial killer or uh, someone in the African-American community. They have a hell of a time. Yeah, but it's, it's basically a... Um, it's basically a scathing indictment of the LAPD and how they investigate, you know, how they investigate crimes in the inner city versus crimes in white communities and stuff. And I do want to see that one. Low hanging fruit for Nick. I mean, he's done that, but he did a lot of that with uh, Biggie and Tupac, which was kind of an adaptation of this book, Labyrinth, uh, which is 
both of those are really good. Uh, but yeah, there's there. It just you know I don't want to get pulled over after I record this. But yeah, LAPD kind of <laughs> need to get its shit together. So is it local? This happens is LA. This is in LA. Story? This is uh, South Central. Oh wow, South okay. Central LA that this happened. Um, okay. So yeah, but it's pretty interesting. Cool. So. All right. And that does it. So We're going to find out. Those are our predictions. Predictions. Yeah. Those are, yeah. We'll come back for the, the big oh, wait, apology Eddie, th- episode. Throw down, a, throw down a total Hail Mary across the field. What's your guess for the winner? Uh, it's either going to be... Um, I could see Citizen Four nail... I mean, we have three solid like contenders. Citizen Four may do it just because... Yeah, anger. Be- because Citizen Four. Because uh, Overnighters... Because Uh-oh. it's a fucking amazing, but then again, that's what I, I said. Active I, I said active killing was a lock. What the fuck do I know? Life itself, because it's celebratory, and they yeah. all they do tend to skew. If we have a really happy, uplifting one versus like a really yeah. downer one, they tend to go for the happy one. Unless, Especially you know, if it's about how wonderful that. movies okay. themselves are. Uh, honestly, looking I mean, at ca- you, Hugo. Throw the dirt. Yeah. Which one? Come on. Case against say I mean, fuck. It's tough. I could. It's a guess. It's for, we're having fun. Yeah. It's either going to be... We're going to kill you if you're wrong. It's either, <laughs> Burn him. It's Burn either him. going to be Overnighters, Bees. Case Against Eight, or Virunga, I think. Yeah, wow. I think Virunga, Virunga's... Yeah. I, I put it down to between Virunga and Life Itself. Just sight unseen, not even knowing the right. Partially reality. because those are all available Those are just now. the ones that, you know... You don't have to wait for your screener, and you don't have to wait for... Exactly. You don't have to wait for your screener. Oh, that's to important. To I need to see uh, that. The Overnighters yeah. is going to have a penetration problem in terms of, like, getting into people's eyes. Like, Vir- yeah. Virunga, you can Virunga see now... Virunga is the 12 Years a Slave of this year's documentary. Uh, pretty much. It's right, like, right. It's like right. people vote for it without ever having seen it. Like, Casey, oh, that's... I should vote for that. And, and to Virunga's credit, like, from, they have they have amazing access plus it's got DiCaprio. it's probably also a good movie but yeah. that doesn't even enter yeah. into it but it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like oh you know leo doesn't have an oscar yet like i mean the, oh, you know what i mean like fuck. it's i just you're, you're right Verunga's you know so Veruga or case, i could easily see a case against eight because you have you have a, a powerful lobby behind that one and um but yeah i mean there's there's that's that's an early one i would just say read andrew sullivan's thoughts on case against eight and just like kind of how it's essentially a PR machine essentially hired the directors of the of the film and right. you can't they, I don't hold it against the directors because they just wanted to tell a story but it's when you're provided beneficial access to some people and no access to others um, and you try to paint what is a fair portrait of this you're gonna miss some shit out like Foxcatcher I liked it a lot but as a movie it left out some important shit that I was kind of like eh, but that's but it's a narrative film right this is supposed to be a documentary and it's like and I'm the first one to say that documentaries aren't journalism. Yeah. But uh, if you re- you know have the courage of your convictions and maybe read a little bit before you start filming, and I don't know, like it's just it's it's interesting. Uh, and I've seen the guys respond to the criticism on it, and their basic defense of it is like, we just want to tell the woman's story, and had we had more time, we would have. And you could tell they didn't know about the full history of it yeah. until it was brought to their attention. That ah, people yeah. said like, hey, you know there were people fighting this fight 20 years before the people you follow. Just something to keep in mind. So, all right. So those are our predictions. We will see what happens next. And until next time, uh, this has been the intermission. You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Follow us on Twitter. It's friends in your head or Facebook friends in your head, friends in your head at gmail.com. If I just keep saying friends in your head, eventually everyone will turn off the podcast. Mm. Uh, We can get on iTunes, get a brand new episode every single week. You can buy our shirts. You can give us money. There's a big old PayPal button. We're not asking. We're just saying you can still hit up michaelscottfund.com and throw Mike some, a couple shekels just for his, his hardships and his years of dealing with the fact that he got when do we start that documentary yeah I know man but Mike's doing better he's he's doing alright and uh, yeah man every little bit helps so that's Michael Scott fun and uh, Holden Hill designed and maintained the website until next time my name is T. Christie Eddie Doty Roger Ebert and this has been The Intermission thanks so much for listening good night good night 
Now, see, you're wrong, Roger, because... Like, now, Gene. D- 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 Roger, shut up. Roger, you ignorant slut. Kiss me. <laughs> kiss me. Mm. Now kiss. Now kiss. Now kiss. Friendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>